welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. Let me know what this year is. Pam is the winner, chicken dinner. No, Pam won. Pam won. I gave y'all, that was your second or third try, I'm sure of it. There was like at least two minutes of commentating that went by, you could have told me. This is 2021, and there is something there is something pregnant in this year. It's really, really powerful. And I have, I've been holding this word for a while now. Part of what I hope that God unveils as we go along this year is different elements that are going to enhance your experience in life. I just made that up right then. That sounded good. (laughs) You know, there's kind of a thing right now where you go to these fancy restaurants and they just give you a bite of something. Just thinking about taking Lynn there for her birthday, but um, and that in that one bite, it's really expensive to go. It just makes no sense, you know. Like you have this whole, and they have a big, huge plate, and they draw on it, you know, to distract you that you have just paid two hundred dollars for a bite. Of goodness, I can't lie. I want to go, but I, I'm good for one good bite. I really am. I can eat two chips. So. And see, they're, they 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 construct this one bite to hit ping, ping all. You know how many taste buds you think you got on your little tongue here? Mine. I feel like I have double of everybody else's because I feel like I, of course, during COVID, I couldn't taste anything. Everything tasted like a like a plain mar- an unsweet marshmallow. That's what everything tasted like. <clears throat> I might as well. I just thought, well. I could just eat cardboard. It would taste the same. (laughs) And you know, weirdly, I have a story, of course. I decided to buy, you know, I'm on the search for this perfect peach tea in the morning. And I thought I found it, and then they quit making it. And so then I thought I found it again, and they quit making it. So my search means that I have all boxes of peach tea from everywhere in the world coming to my house when they don't make that one I like anymore. And so during COVID, I bought a new tea. And now that my tasters come back, I'm thinking, what was I thinking? That, and I think that's not going to do it. But I special ordered a bunch of it because it seems so good. So I'll just make Sidwell drink it. But anyway... <clears throat> Sizzle was not as picky as me. And so this this bite consists of something that's pinging off everything because it's an enhanced version. And I just propose to you that I feel like God is so on the move right now. I just, man, I'm just hearing of all kinds of crazy, fun, exciting things that are making so much more sense. Is anyone having that experience but me? Just you two? Okay. Some people, 
There's stuff going on. Why? Because it's time to apprehend what we've been waiting for. I mean, there is just so much I love today when I was listening to Bill. I love him. I just wrote down these few things. The key to increase is stewarding well what you currently have. What do you have right now? Come on, you've got to understand what do you currently have right now? God has to give us a chance to prove stewardship by what we currently have. And everyone in this room currently has something. Now, if you're sitting around going, man, I don't have what they have, you're not stewarding. That's the point. See, the way to get more is not to gripe about what you currently have. I bet delay, God will hit the delay button. Delay, delay. Won't work out, won't work out, won't work out, won't work out, won't work out. Won't that Because you're griping about what you currently have and He wants you to steward it. So He can't release the delay button until you learn to love where you're at. And can I tell you, you will not change this plan. You can be mad at me for saying it, mad at Him for planning it, but He will never change this plan. Gratefulness creates opportunity for more. Griping creates opportunity for delay. You should be thanking him right now, thanking me for telling you this again. See, you're you're acting like you're a prophet. <clears throat> So everything you say, you're getting. Just just pay attention to what you say when you're not feeling good. I mean, I tell you, I did my best every single day. I would get up. You can ask Pam. I'd be like, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're, we're not dying. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. It's okay that all eight of us are sick. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay now that Kate and Haley are sick. It's okay. It's okay. Try to keep Phil. Get him over in the corner somewhere. Don't let him get it. It's okay. We're good. Oh, no, the house got it. Okay, we're all right. It's okay. No, Charlie's not going to get it. No, he and Shooty are not going to get it. It's okay. We're not. Because it doesn't really matter that we had COVID. It matters how we did it. (laughs) See, some of us are so freaked out to get it, we're doing not getting it well. The day that Sidwell got, she was was our guinea pig, you go see. (laughs) You go see if you got it. Chrissy was like, you know, I'm... I kind of am a little jealous that I was tested negative because she just wanted to be over it. You know, the scare of it is so much greater than the event of it. The key to increase is stewarding well what we currently have. If you can't see what you currently have, you know, I was just talking to somebody the other day and I was trying my best to describe how God actually had provided for them 
what they really wished that they had from this other source. And I was like, but God actually gave to you what you wished that you had here, and you didn't even have to work for it over here. He just gave it to you. Do you know he's doing that all of the time? He's giving you favor when you don't even deserve it. He's just trying to get you to acknowledge He's the source of the favor, not your great talent, not your humble heart, not your black heart, whatever, whichever path you're on. I love Shudi. She told me the other day, she read a scripture the other day, and it's that one about that I talked about back in December about guarding your heart. And for the first time, she said, this is going to shock you, I know. She heard him say, there is so much treasure in your heart. That's why you need to guard it. Not, you got such a black heart, let's get that junk out. I was like going. That's victory. Why, why do we think like that? That's religion. Why do we read a love letter and think that we've got something horribly wrong with us? It makes no sense, right? Another little thing. This is free. This is not what I'm talking about tonight. This is not my word. He said, if God is truly in charge in your life, one of the signs is there will always be an increase of glory. Don't you, don't you love how he gave us measurements? I love that. I love how we can track how good we're doing. And see, we he what the cool part, the, the part about God that I love so much that I experience personally is that he always shows me when I'm missing it. And he always gives me the solution to where I've missed it. See, how do I react when he shows me I missed it? I'm like, thank you, God, for telling me. I mean, I could have made ten more decisions based on that idiotic thought. You know, I sent Lynn, and she goes with Bailey, to get some hair products. Because I got this, I'm, I'm, I didn't get to go to my hair appointment during the COVID. So I'm missing, so I have a hat on tonight. <laughs> no, that's not really why I have a hat on, but... It was cold out. So I sent her, because I'm always trying something new. Get me some oils or some curly stuff or get me just something. So she came back and she said, there is a lady there and she had gray hair. I don't, I don't know why she said that to me, really. <laughs> I don't even know why that had anything to do with me. But here's some fancy, expensive serum and I got it for you. And I was like, well, how much was it? I mean, we've got to have a limit. I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> right? And she's like, when she's looking at the receipt, while she's looking at the receipt, she realizes the girl didn't charge her $80 worth of product. We buy large quantities, like, like I don't know, like the end of the world's coming. <laughs> so we buy and we split it between some members of the house. And so they didn't charge us for, for this jumbo amount of conditioner and so Lynn calls the girl and so 
the girl's on the phone and she's like, Lynn's like, hey, I was just in there yesterday. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know if I helped you or not. She said, well, I had a little dog with me. She had a dog with her. (laughs) So, of course, and she said, and that cute little boy, yes. Forget the dog. Forget the other adult people, just the roly. Yes, the cute little boy was there. Okay, I know who you are now. And she said, you didn't charge me for this $80 worth of conditioner. And she said, well, you know, if you're in here sometime, tell me. But we could just act like it never happened. One side of the camp. Wow, I just got $80 worth of free conditioner. Let me see. The key to increase is stewarding. What do you think Lynn picked? What would you pick? What would you pick? Be honest with yourself. Would it have been euphoria of a party over the $80 of free conditioner? See, you're stewarding. Not blue hair girl stuff. She's not stewarding her company stuff. She's embarrassed she missed it. Let's act like it didn't even happen. See, you're, you're getting to have these opportunities all the time. Another thing Bill said today was the presence always makes everything expand. Lynn chose to go pay for the conditioner. I'm sure you already knew that, but just just for the record. The presence always makes everything expand. Did you go today? See, because when Lynn goes back to Blue Hair Girl, R.A., that's her initials, she'll have a word for her. That's, that's the opportunity. God's stirring the word right now. See, that's the opportunity. You see, the miss was on purpose. It's twofold. Will she steward and will she prophesy? But the other thing I wanted to mention that Bill said, and it's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. Are we good? Are you getting tired? I decided if I got tired, then I would just sit down. But I'm not tired. It might be later, but I feel good right now. This is the longest I've stood up in 14 days. Surely the virtue has gone out of me is what I'll be saying later. But he said, God has no needs, but he has desires. And he said that his desire is you. In fact, Can you think of this? God created himself with desire. And he made an object of his affection. And it's called you. That that is... That is unfathomable to me sometimes. So that's why... See, I easily lean, I easily yield, I easily run. I'm not ever thinking he's mad at me. I, I think I'm the object of his affection. 
And I love what he said. He said, the war that the enemy wants you to engage in is he wants you to dilute your affection and divert your attention to defile affection between you and God. That's all he's doing. That's what he said with this whole COVID thing. He's just trying to divert our attention to get away from connection. It was a perfect setup for people who didn't want connection. All the orphans, they're at home going, this is great. I don't have to show up and be responsible to any person, anywhere, anytime. I'll just hide out at home. It's perfect for me. It's defiled affection. See, the cool thing about God is that he made you an affectionate person. If you are not affectionate, you're injured. I didn't say sex. I didn't say perverted affection. I'm talking about pure delight affection. Hopefully Chrissy will read her word on pure delight in a little bit, but I don't know. I'm not going to tell her what to read or anything. But she wrote an awesome word on pure delight. Let's turn to Isaiah 35. Now tonight I am talking about one of the attributes of apprehending your destiny. And I started it before we had a checkout moment. But it's, well, I'm still on pure worship. Now, I don't know if you remember what I said. I'm not sure if I remember exactly how I said it. But pure worship is anything. It's not a song service. Yes, if we're in a corporate service, that's a time just like tonight. I'm standing over here and, you know, we're meandering around. We're finding our way again. You know, I don't know if you... You know, you're just kind of, we're just, you know, just launching out into the deep, you know, just getting out there with Yeshua, you know, just, just Jesus, I love you, just, just, you know, just, but then all of a sudden I get a text and on it, it says, let me make sure she read it, but I wanted to see what the first title was. Hang on. Somehow this is not connecting to this right now. The title of it was Communion of Breath. And about that time, I heard Smokey over here. She started going, <laughs> Now, I don't, I wasn't thankful because I kind of still have the COVID brain. That, those two went together easily for me. Those, I saw those pieces of the puzzle pretty easily momentarily Lynn rocks over that thing and I'm like they don't feel so breathy smoky to me right I need I've got to have a piece of the puzzle between smoky breathy communion of breath and that thing that Lynn was doing over here which just sounded like what's wrong with y'all that's how I that's how I read it (laughs) but I know just in, she said. I don't know. What I'm gonna... So I'm trying to find this transition piece. It's my job. Y'all want my job? Let's trade places. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
But see, in that moment where the Holy Spirit is, is breathing on us as a community, he's saying, he's saying, my heart aches for you to prophesy over dead bones. So go find some. Go find some. And to me, that is, that's the act of pure worship. It's where the delight of everything in me would change everything about me to make him known out there. Where I don't hold anything back. I don't hold anything back that really is due him. And so I was talking to him about this the other day, and I, I heard him so definitely say that I know about the scripture in Isaiah 30. I've read it a, a lot in my life, and it talks about the highway of holiness. But I felt like I immediately heard him say, if you don't make a highway of pure worship, then those that are coming in the harvest won't know which road to go on. And right after that, I wanted to read something that Shudi sent me. It's really, really powerful. We wrote kind of a collab thing, but she called it earthwork. Now, remember, I read to you the other day, Daniel 11, do you remember the great ruling authority of the kingdoms under heaven shall be handed over to covenant people? The holy ones of the Most High, and their kingdom will last forever, and all the remaining kingdoms will worship and serve him. So see, it tells me that that there are people established on earth. I don't know if you heard what Bill said today in that message. It was so cool about how that if a family line played cymbals, everybody played cymbals forever. They were just the cymbals player in the band. If, the, if your family line played trumpet, y'all, your just family line did that. But it was unto something. See, we've tried to <laughs> we tried to find stuff so we would be something. Remember what he said? He said, you say, well, I want to be something. He says, no, you don't. No, you don't want to be nothing. That's not what you want. You think that's what you want, but that's not what you want. And see, that's why purity has to be cultivated and refined and developed within us. We want this. I'm just telling you, you want this. You want what you offer to him, whether it be in a corporate setting or on your own. You want it to be pure because otherwise it's going to be torched. And so then you'll be doing all of this redundant activity that not only doesn't yield fruit, fruit's not for you, but it doesn't make you happy. See, the one thing that you can promise is that everybody wants to have peace. Everybody wants to have some form of happiness. They're all doing this thing in life, hoping to get to some proverbial line of happiness. You see, our job is to make sure that we are able 
to demonstrate the life of that, of this happiness, of this peace, of this abundance, so they'll want, I'm a billboard, right? So they'll want what I have. If I look just like them, they won't ask me for any answers. This is what Shidi wrote. This morning I woke up thinking about roads. So this article is about what God wants to do in your heart, in your life. This is what yielding, if you want to know why the Holy Spirit speaks to me, it's because I want to yield. I want to yield to his way. I want to demonstrate that yielding, giving up my way, causes the more of his presence and where the more of his presence is there's more glory and where there's more glory it's just good every decision's easier everything in life is better relationships are better i have more fun i can have fun during covid i had fun <clears throat> this morning I woke up thinking about roads. I had the thought that roads are not as easy to make as one would think. Every hill in its path is measured and every turn is accounted for. The Holy Spirit led me to a video about engineering of roads and it was quite the process. The most time-consuming part is what engineers call earthwork. The head engineer has to see where the earth needs cuts and fills. Remember what I'm talking about right now? Talking about your little heart. Need some cuts and fills? To create an overall smoother surface for the pavement to be laid. This is all about Isaiah 35. This part requires a lot of detailed calculation in the study of the topography of the landscape. The next crucial part of the process is to test the soil of the ground to make sure it'll be able to be packed down enough to carry the weight of the road long-term without eroding. See, glory has weight. You don't want to manufacture some weight. <laughs> it has a weight all its own. It says once the soil has passed the testing, it gets moved around by the cut and fill process to prepare the landscape for the length of the new road. That's the cool part about the Holy Spirit. He knows how long this season of your life needs to be. If you really look back about what God has been saying to one life, we were so prepared for this. How well are you managing your own soul in this climate? See, we need to be thinking long-term. We need... Let's keep going. That's just a rabbit trail we don't have time for because it's already 8.12. The next step of the process is a lengthy one and time-consuming, but crucial to the longevity of the road. The soil gets compacted at just the right density 
So over time, it can withstand the weight of movement and travel on the surface. Because why? It's a road. The, the density of the soil gets tested as well to ensure its integrity. Does anyone remember seven tests of Abraham? Yeah. See, do you, honestly, do you love the testing? See, see, I can tell you that Lynn has had that test before. That one about they didn't charge her stuff. I've had it a billion times. It's a decision already made for me. I don't, there's not anything there when the little girl said, let's just act like it never happened. There's not anything there, nothing there that's like, sounds like a good plan to us. Thank you. Nothing. Like I can see so far beyond that. I can see, I mean, it's just, that's not really a test. But I can tell you that when, you're a single mom and you got three little girls and you have no support and you're, you have to make a decision to go and move somewhere to save your girls. That's not supported by anybody you know. There's a lot of those tests. There's dollar pizza tests. There's lots of tests. Earthwork. This step in the earthwork process takes the longest because along the way, there are lots of disturbances. This is such a good word. The weather plays a big part in bringing interruptions to the vulnerable soil that has yet to be covered and easily gets washed away by the elements. There is not a better analogy of what you need to do to protect your heart when you are yet not a road. Go ahead and think you're all big and bad and go walking up to the people who don't support you and just see how you do. See if that doesn't just knock your feet right out from under you and you spend a year, six months on some other trajectory because you got offended. It was earthwork. You just ran into a disturbance and it washed away all the work that you've been working on. Happens to us all the time because we don't protect what God's doing. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about, I had that mic on, I wonder if that was, anyway. Um, we were talking about systems. I love this conversation. How whenever you aren't raised in the kingdom system, depending on how many years you stayed in that other system, you got lots of crappy roads. If you were abused, a bunch of bad roads. A bunch of things that need repaired. A bunch of places in your life that can't withstand any weight. It takes time and healing to for that to be reconstructed. It's kind of like, have you ever been to one of those streets? This happens all the time in Copper Creek where 
you know, the earth kind of moves and bends around and it, it, it becomes, you know, a big bump. So then they just come in one day with a scraper and they just scrape out that little hump and they just stick a bunch of black asphalt in there and they don't run over it or nothing. And then you run over it and you're tired. That's that asphalt. That's not a good repair. That's what a lot of us have done. Saw a little hump here. Can't really get close to people because we're just all bumpy and humpy and lumpy. <laughs> and we just kind of found a little something right there to scrape off. And we just said, we'll just stick some something there, paper towel or something. What we're just trying to fuse. That whole thing, baby, needs to, that whole belief system needs to be, just like Pam said that time, remember she just scraped it all off. Why? That's not going to withstand any weight. And life's going to have weight. It rains on the good and, and the not good. But see, God, if you could see it from God's perspective, he loves to turn everything to good. Even choices. See, I love what I'm going to be talking about in the next few weeks is this covenant. This, this covenant is an agreement. And compared to the old one with Abraham, it's a brand new one. But in this agreement, you had a part, he had a part. You agreed. And in that agreement, it affords you all kinds of, of access. And when you have access to the kingdom, you have got to learn, you've got to be trained to use all the benefits that came with this new agreement, this new covenant. And, you know, don't you love how Bill says, just because we're not good at it, we don't change the assignment. How many have done that before? They heard something about God. They couldn't make it happen. And so then what did you do? Well, I guess that's not for today. <laughs> Prayed once. Didn't happen. Not for today. Well, you're seasoned in prayer, aren't you? I mean, you've really, really gone to the throne room once. The weather plays a big part of bringing interruptions to the vulnerable soil that has yet to be covered and easily gets washed away by the elements. But once the earth is complete and goes through the testing processes, it's ready to be the road for others to reach their destination on. So let me read you about this road. Isaiah 35 in the voice, imagine the wilderness whooping for joy, the desert's unbridled happiness with its spring flowers. It will happen. The deserts will come alive with new growth budding and blooming and singing and celebrating with sheer delight. The joy, the glory of Lebanon's cedars and the majesty of Carmel and, the, and Sharon will spill over to the deserts. The glory of the eternal, 
the eternal one will be on full display there. The glory of the eternal one will be on full display on this road. This is talking about you. This is talking about doing some earthwork. This is talking about doing some actual work on your heart, on your life, so that you become the road that this is going on. And it says, and they will revel in the majesty and splendor of our God. So with confidence and hope in this message, strengthen those with feeble hands. You can't strengthen anybody if you need it. If your hands are on casts, been using them for the wrong thing. Come on. Don't you love that at least there's a part of your life that you're not needing someone to help you with as much as you used to, and now you can at least think, lend a little hand? Come on. Think about those days where you couldn't even get out of bed, you didn't even feel good, you were just so negative and just not positive. Right? Think about the medications and the time and the counselors and all the stuff. Why? Because we're trying to find happiness. Our road's all messed up. That's not this road. Listen to this. Shore up the weak need and weary. To those who worry, the anxious and fearful, take strength, have courage. There's nothing to fear. Look, here, your God. Right here is your God. That's what our life, see, this is talking about a road, a road, our life that we're paving with purity so then when those people that are blind and deaf and dumb, that have been out there running with scissors and crashing and burning in pits and gutters and holes, that they'll come stumbling out and go, well, there's a pretty nice look, shiny little yellow brick road. I think I'll get on that. This is the balance. This is right here is your God. The balance is shifting. Can you feel it? I can so feel this right now. God will right all wrongs. Do you have any that you need him to do that for? No. <laughs> None other than God will give you success. He is coming to make you safe. Have you found any safety? What made you? Who needed safety? Anyone? Well, look, everyone in the room needed safety. Why? Why can't you just do it afraid? Why can't you do it freaked out? Why did you need to be safe? What, cre what, 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 what does it do in you to feel safe? Have you ever found someone you can talk to about stuff? Anybody? Anybody ever found anybody? It's kind of cool in it because like, you can't wait to tell them. You can't like, wait to tell them your stuff. Hey, I did something really stupid today. I just really wanted to call and tell you about it. I mean, like, I just. And, and if you have a safe person, they're like, it's okay. You get to do it again. Best news ever. That's not a permanent mark on my record. I'm not graduating with that F. I get to go again. My transcript won't even record it. Verse 5, then such healing, such repair. 
The eyes of the blind will be open. The ears of the deaf will be clear. And the lame will leap like deer excited. They will run and jump and tirelessly. They will run and jump tirelessly and gracefully. The stutterer and the stammerer and the tongue of the mute will sing out loud and clear and joyful song. Waters will pour through the desert. Streams will flow like in God's forsaken lands. Burning sands and hardened wastelands will become pools. What's hard? Hearts are hard. Why? Life. The thirsty ground will drink deep from refreshing springs. Abandoned villages where predators once lurked will become grassy playgrounds. Dry, arid land will turn lush and green. And the road to this happy renovation will be clearly signed. Who's looking for this road? The road to your life when you do this heart work when you apprehend your destiny, when you develop pure worship, it's going to be clearly marked. Success, 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 favor, 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 joy, 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 peace, 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 all that stuff people are looking for. It's going to be marked. And listen, people will declare the way itself to be holy, the route sacred. Only those who are right with God will be able to walk its pleasant path. That's the coolest part ever, is to get on the road, they'll have to come through Jesus. But they'll want it so bad. I love Mario Marillo was saying that he's been doing these tent revivals. And he was saying that as he's preaching, the people in the audience begin to groan. They, they can't wait to come to God. They're just groaning and groaning in their souls. That's Romans. It says the whole creation is groaning for the sons and daughters to arise and become who God made them to be. And they are going to want to find the road of holiness. They're going to want someone to have lived a life of holiness long enough to prove that it means something. I like this. It says, and nobody, no visitor, no dimwit will get lost along the way. In one version, it says, no fool. Verse 9 says, there'll be no lions laying in wait. There'll be no predators or dangers in sight. Only those made right with God will journey there. Those whom the eternal one has recalled from a punishing exile, they will go along so easily. They will walk this path. They will come waltzing to Zion singing their way to that place of right relationship with God. It says, The aura of joy never-ending will attend them. They will clasp gladness and joy to their hearts, and sadness and despair will evaporate into thin air. You know, I'm going to keep talking about this on Sunday, but it's really important to realize that, that I'm painting a picture of what might seem like a sacrifice to some of you. Some of you might 
feel like you have to sacrifice some things to actually build a road, to actually do this heart work. But I want to propose to you that not only were you called to apprehend your destiny just because you're hearing me speak, but you're called to actually construct everything around your life so that the destiny is the number one thing, that your life is not a waste. That you don't live day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and you never actually do the thing God called you to do. The last thing I want to mention tonight, I'm going to talk about some more Sunday, but it's what Bill said. He said that when you actually experience God's presence, you have to go. You have to go. You have to leave that place (coughs) changed. And you have to go out to the highways and byways and compel them to come in. You have to make a road of holiness out of your life so they'll know that's the way to go. It's lit. It's got a sign on it. Someone's welcoming me there. It's a place of holiness. That's what he wants us to develop. That's pure worship. And as we just discover more and more about this over the next few weeks, I just... I really want to encourage you to just remember what, I'll put the rest of Shudi's word on Evernote, but just remember, just look at that word and realize that's what he's doing in you. It's actually a good thing. We don't want to be driving on some cruddy road. We don't want the signage on our road to point people to something that they can't even find their way to God when they come to know us. We want them to experience the more. Come on, Mendel. Awesome, awesome word. Thank you, Tisa. I know there's even more to come. Whew, that chapter, Isaiah 35, is amazing. It's packed full of promise and momentum and excitement about what's to come, and we can all relate to it personally, and yet it applies globally. You know, it's just, it's really huge. And, um, you know, I think, I don't, I wasn't exactly sure what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share up here tonight, but um, I don't think it's the pure delight word. Sorry. But um, I don't think that's for tonight anyways. But I will say that this, the, the very word, the pure, the word pure, you know, we've talked about pure worship and he's given me this word about pure delight. And um, honestly, even when uh, Tisa got her new car uh, several months ago, um, it was called, what was it called? Pure gray or something. Right? The color of the vehicle was pure gray. And I'd never really stopped to think about all the different colors of gray and vehicles. But I knew this one looked different. You know, it had this really cool look, but I couldn't figure out what made it so cool. And I started looking at other cars and I realized, oh, the other cars have they're gray, but there's little specks and flecks of white, or there's sparkly in, in this, or there's little specks of black, and there's all these things that were different mixtures. But that co- the name for that color of her vehicle was so perfect because it's, it's pure gray. I mean, if you look at it really, really closely, you can't see any other color in there. There's nothing else like distracting from it, no extra. It's, it's pure. And I think that it's kind of funny now because I realized that the Holy Spirit was even starting to highlight something to me then that I didn't realize. But the value 
and the beauty of this purity of a pure color. I mean, it really stands out. You know, I think everybody's seen, seen this car. It's just a really cool, cool color. And it's really, really beautiful. And I feel like when I look back over all the words in the past several months and this year and all that's happening in the world, um, this notion of purity and this focus of purity is really, it's huge. It's been there all along. Um, but you know, I'm, and I've, while we were all sick, you know, I had time to watch more, uh, stuff on TV. And so I found myself watching a lot of prophetic words and people talking about what's going on in the world. Of course, this month has been a pretty eventful month for our nation, right. And really for the whole world. Um, so in addition to having this worldwide pandemic, and if, if you stop to think about how worldwide that is, it's not just limited to one community, but this pandemic, it's the entire world is experiencing this pandemic. And now we've got this stuff in the political and the government uh, arena that affects our nation, but it affects every part of the world also, what happens in our nation. And so it's huge, but I'm, I'm seeing in this kind of mind-blowing way that there's all sorts of theories about what's going on, but there's such a connection that I can't even explain between what's going on on a big, big scale and what we're talking about here. When, when we're talking about pure worship, we're talking about a, a pure covenant, we're talking about a, a singular focus of devotion and attention. And then, you know, like Bill Johnson was like she mentioned today in, in his message where he said it. He said that the enemy's goal is to distract from our affection towards him. And I just feel that this thing is happening. Like everything's starting to come into this perfect alignment where some major, major, major things are about to happen. I mean, I just can't say it enough. Some major things are about to happen where there's stuff that's lining up. Yes, this stuff is, is lining up. And I can see, I don't know how to explain it, but I can see how this stuff that's been going on like on a worldwide level that's been prophesied about for hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, it's all starting to line up. And I can see the connection between what's going on on that scale and what's happening right here in our house. In, in our, these messages and these words and these focuses, and it makes sense to me in some miraculous way that it makes sense to me that the key for us to participate in what God is about to do is in this, our ability to have a purity in our, in our, our relationship with him, yes. you know, our, in a purity of our relationship of our heart with him. Yes. And that's been a real focus in this house. It's easy if you're around here where we're constantly encouraging that kind of refining but it's, it's all coming to a pinnacle where this, where I'm starting to see, and I think y'all are starting to see that it's the key. Like it's going to be the key for us to participate and be a part of what God's about to do. I mean, when it talks about signs and wonders being demonstrated, end time harvest, billion soul harvest, I mean, all of the, all of the stuff, like we've been crying out to see. I, I can just, it just makes so much sense to me that it's about the singular focus and our ability to really give him our attention. And, you know, it's easy to see that life for so many of us, for probably the majority of the world, we are so pulled in 50 million different directions. And, you know, it's like, I'm picturing like these, these game as kids where you have your 
legs tied to someone else, you know, like one leg's tied over here and the other leg's tied over here and you're just trying to make it to the finish line. But every time you try to take a step, you're pulled in this other direction. And I think we live life like that so much. Like we're just trying to stumble and go a general direction, but we're pulled in so many different directions. And that's what this word that she referenced, this pure delight word that he gave me is about how he has been clearing the way for us to experience a purity in our delight in him and in the pure delight that he has in us. And that streamlining of how we live life is just so crucial for right now. I just, I just can't say it enough. Um, I can just see it making, it's, it's the the key. It's the key for us to be able to participate. And we've been preparing for such a time as this. I can see it and it makes, it makes so much sense. And I just have to mention this too, that, you know, this, that this dream I had back in February of 2020, where there was a light being drilled into this planet. That has been like probably the most powerful dream I've ever had and it just comes back to me all the time. And I know it's for such a time as this. But this light was being drilled in, if you remember, into this planet. And there was a discouragement that came in. And people were, and the, they were about to just shut off the light. But an encouragement came in that was released to keep going, keep going. And then because of that encouragement and that, and they kept going, then this green light started seeping into the world through the, the drilling site. And then eventually there was just sudden breakthrough. And this light flooded into the world and just like a snap, in a snap in a moment, that thing, there was total breakthrough and there was a brand new planet. Brand new planet. And I know that this applies to what's going on in our world and on a personal level, on a, on a global level. I know that this applies, that that dream applies. And today when I was listening to Tisa preach about this and I was thinking about this purity and this ability of singular focus, I thought, well, that's the light that's drilling. The drilling wasn't spraying all over the world. The drilling was in one spot, just plugging away at one spot, a single spot, a single, a singular focus. And so that's what I know he's saying. Like we have got to shed those things that are the external weights and, and really devote our resources and our attention to all of these messages and these teachings that we've been getting about the purity of our relationship with him. That is the most important thing. Like let nothing else distract you. Your affection for him and his affection for you is the key for, for all of eternity. It's the only thing. It's the one thing that is the most important. So if anything tonight, just be, I want you to, to be lit on fire about this. This isn't just another good message to make your life more comfortable. This is a message on the key to the future, the key of God's heart for all of creation and for what he's about to do and pour out for us right now. So Papa, we just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for sending us these messages, for, for training us in the way that we should go, for, for training us in so many ways. We just thank you. We just, we don't take it for granted, Papa. We just don't want to take it for granted.
not one more day, not for one more minute, we won't take it for granted. We just thank you that you've been, not only did you go and get the keys and giving them, give them to us, but you have been training us how to use the keys all of this time. And so we will not take it lightly, these teachings and these messages. We won't take it as just another feel-good message or a way to add a nice shine to our life, but we will focus on the thing that you're saying to focus on. And we will pursue this purity of our affection for you. We will turn away from all of the distractions and the things that pull us away, and we will fight and fight and fight and pursue and press in to have just this simple purity, streamlined, shared affection between the two of us. And so I just say, let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so in every person in this room, in every person ever hearing this message, and at every point in time that this message is ever heard or re-listened to. Let it be so. We say, let it be so in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Papa. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We honor you, Jesus. We say our hearts are for you, and they are passionately in love with what you're doing in us and in the world around us. We are passionate about what you are passionate about, and we will act accordingly. We will say, as for me and my house, we will pursue the passion of the Lord. We will pursue the passion of what's on your heart. We will do it. We will pursue it. We will pursue it and we will value the purity that you're inviting us into, the purity of affection, the purity of delight in you and from you. So thank you, Holy Spirit. We just say thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we honor you with our yes in every decision and every moment of the day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.